Today's show brought to you by Redcon1.com. That's right. Click the link at the bottom of the podcast app in which you are listening to this on. Check them out. Use promo code T20Cordimus. That's right. Redcon1.com. There's nothing special about being American. None of you can define for me what an American is. I am the nation. I was born on July 4th, 1776, and the Declaration of Independence is my birth certificate. The bloodlines of the world run in my veins because I offered freedom to the oppressed. I am many things and many people. I am the nation. I am 200 million living souls and the ghost of millions who have lived and died for me. I am Nathan Hale and Paul Revere. I stood at Lexington and fired the shot heard round the world. I'm Washington, Jefferson, Patrick Henry. I'm John Paul Jones, the Green Mountain Boys, Davy Crockett. Coming to you from the DTOM studios in the free state of Florida, sponsored by Maker's Mark Bourbon, this is Don't Tread on America. And I am your host. John Q, how's everybody doing out there today? It is September 11th, 2022. Um, <clears throat> how's everybody doing out there today? I know it's one of those days that uh, we try to uh, do remembrance on, and uh, it's been what 21 years now since things happened on uh, September 11th, 2001. Um, this isn't going to be that show, not doing a remembrance show, um, mainly because I started doing research on something that uh, really caught my attention, and uh, I'm hoping to get Mr. Christopher J. Uh, McGillicuddy in the studio with me and uh, new engineer Mike. I can't show you Mike. Mike's not even his real name, and uh, oh, I said I can't show you Mike, you obviously... Uh, <laughs> little inside baseball. We're doing YouTube again. We're back um, since they've kind of lightened their uh, their uh, scope of uh, whatever monetization. I'm going to go ahead and give it a shot again. So uh, check us out on YouTube at Don't Tread on America. But anyway, Mike is our engineer that we got from uh, the local college. I'm not going to say the name of the school. And Mike isn't even his real name. I'm not even going to let Mike talk. And the reason that is is because of the nature of this show. And uh, being that most colleges are very liberal and uh, fucked in the head, I don't want to get Mike in trouble. Now, his uh, professor does know he's here and what, what the show is about. Um, but he's doing this for school credit, and he's going to help do some video and the audio. And uh, so hopefully things sound good, sound better, and we can get this video thing done. And uh, you can see this pretty face. All right. So at the beginning, or at the show the other day, I talked about bringing Mike into the studio, and uh, the um, we had a new sponsor. I was working on a new sponsor, right? So we're trying, like I said in the other show, I'm trying to not have to, um, I don't want to ask for money. It doesn't cost a ton of money to do this show. You know, I have to pay for the website. I have to pay for the, the podcast um, distributor to, uh, you know, to carry the show. And whatnot, but it's not a shit ton of money. So it's kind of like my thing to do. Um, the reason I'm looking to have sponsors and, and have make 
<laughs> do this into a to a profitable situation is uh is I'm tired of working. <laughs> I could probably bring you a much better show and a more consistent show if uh, if I didn't have to go to work every day. So, you know, help me out. The new sponsor, by the way, is ChristianLawson.com. Christian Lawson is a watchmaker out of London. Uh, Swiss-made Swiss timepieces designed in London by Christian Lawson himself. If you go to ChristianLawson.com and use promo code DTOM at checkout, you'll save... 30% on your watch. That's right, 30%. Go to christianlawson.com. Check them out. They have men's watches, women's watches. Very nice. They're sending me a watch. Hopefully, it'll be here within the next week or so. It's coming from Europe, so it's it's going to take a, a, you know, a day or two to get here. Um, and when I do get the watch, I will wear the watch. I will put it on the Instagram. Maybe I'll do a TikTok commercial uh, for the watch. Uh, so if you want to see the watch, a couple things. Check us out on YouTube at Don't Tread on America. Check us out on on the Ticker Talker at Don't Tread on America. Check us out on Instagram at Don't Tread on America, and you'll be able to see this beautiful timepiece that I'll be getting from uh, Christian Lawson. Welcome them to the DTOM family. All right. First up, uh, I also made a new drink for today. And uh, let me see if I can get this on camera for you. Oh, yeah. You see that, right? That's called the Elvis Presley. And uh, why did I call it that? Well, it's peanut butter and banana. Now, I actually put a little bit of grape soda in it to, um, it's kind of like a PB&J with bananas. So if you want to find out how to make that, uh, check us out on TikTok, Don't Trade on America, and you'll see my beautiful face, and I'll be making a drink. And you can see the other drinks that we've made. And uh, get you some ideas and mix it up a little bit instead of drinking the same old, same old. All right. So this show is going to be, in my opinion, I think it's a very interesting show. And the reason I say that is when I do these shows, and whether I'm here by myself or if Chris is here with me, I really like to try and talk about stuff that nobody else is talking about. And you could say, well, if you do that, then no one's going to listen because you're not talking about anything that's popular. Okay, that's true, or it could be true, but this is interesting. The reason I say that is if you listen to five other podcasts, and if in those podcasts they talk about the same things, well, realistically, if this is podcast number six and I talk about the same things, you're going to be like, oh, I already heard all that. Even if I have a different spin on those topics, it's still the same thing. And if I would assume listening to this podcast, if you're listening to like-minded podcasts, you're getting basically the same take of, uh, of opinions. It might be a little bit different, but not a whole lot. So I would assume people doing podcasts today or tomorrow is going to be a much about 9-11. Um, I, I'm hoping to have Chris in the studio this week to do... A 9-11 show however it's not going to be a tribute show as much as it's going to be a what really happened on that day type show um much in the lines of the last three shows we did our our uh, DTOM files um where we talked about false flags and this kind of falls into line with that in a sense it's a it's not necessarily a false flag show 
it's a show in itself, and we've been telling you this for a while now that we're trying to do a 9-11 show because it's that big. Um, it all depends. Chris is on vacation this week from the job. Um, I guess it really depends on if he's bored and has nothing else better to do and he wants to come hang out with me and have a chit-chat. So we'll have to see. Anyway, we'll have to squeeze him in here with uh, me and you, right, Mike? We'll figure it out. I mean, we got room. I got a little bit of room over here. You guys can't see the whole D-Tom Studios, but it's... It's not a palatial uh, area like some have, but I have enough room to get a couple chairs in here. I got Mike over here. I guess we can put Chris over here, and they can both be facing me, and we can have a discussion. Right, Mike? Thumbs up? Cool. All right. Mike's on board. All right. So here we go. I have this quote I'm going to read you. Then we're going to get into the story. The next war in Europe. Okay, but let me hold back up before I, t- before I read this quote. This was a quote from about 60 years ago, mind you, 60 years ago. And I'll tell you who said this quote in just a minute. The next war in Europe will be between Russia and fascism. Fascism. (laughs) Except that fascism will be called democracy. Now, if you're wondering who said that, and I'm not clamoring to be a big fan of this gentleman or this person, but that was Fidel Castro. So... Essentially, this was during the early, late 50s, early 60s when he said this. Of course, you had the Bay of Pigs. You had Russia supporting Cuba. You had all that stuff going on. Um, back then, much like today, we called Russia fascist and Cuba. You know, they were communists. They were this. They were that. And um, what he is saying in this quote is that you're still going to have Russia involved in a war in Europe against and and fascism involved in said war but it's not going to be what what we deemed fascist now if you if you noticed obviously lately uh we're called fascist people that are listening to this podcast people like me and you um when in when in essence that I don't think the people that call you a fascist fascist don't even know what that is and then they're cloaking their own fascism in the in the in the cloak of democracy. Uh, if you recall in the speech that Biden gave last, or two weeks ago, a week and a half ago, he referred to everything that the MAGA Republicans were doing was to destroy democracy in our democratic uh, way of life, and da da da. And we're like, this isn't a democracy; it's a republic. So. It's interesting to see these things, you know, and the words they use. So we'll get into this. And basically, I have no other way to put this other than to say this. Have you ever heard of the Ukrainian kill list? And you might be thinking, okay, Ukrainian kill list? I have not heard of. I had this discussion with Chris this morning at the gym. He looked at me like I was crazy. Okay, so here's a story from back in February of this year. Now, this is from the BBC, so it's a reputable source, um, but in a different way. Okay, so I'm going to read the title here. U.S. reveals claims of Russian kill list if Moscow occupies Ukraine. Now, this, of course, was prior to Russia occupying, invading, whatever you want to call it, Ukraine. Um, w- without reading this whole article, you know, it's it's... Basically, what this article is saying is that the United States has 
says that it has credible information that Russian forces are creating lists of Ukrainians to be killed or sent to camps in the event of occupation. Now, the Kremlin denied, obviously, they would. So even if this was true, obviously, they're going to deny the existence of any kill list. And some Western officials acknowledge the alleged plans are speculative and may not be put into action. But um, Russia's FSB security service is believed to be involved in preparing a political ground for any occupation orders are given, the little-known Fifth Service of the SBS is likely to play a key role in the event of significant escalation in Ukraine. So, essentially, this story was put out prior to the invasion of uh, Ukraine or the occupation, or depending on how you want to believe what is actually happening over there. The... Okay, so Russia claims that what they're doing is you have areas of Ukraine that want to be Russia. The Donbass, Crimea, you have these areas that are predominantly Russian people and they want to be Russian again. Now you might ask the question, well why would they, why would they want to be Russia? Isn't Ukraine a free country? Well, is it? I mean, ever since the installation of Zelensky, who's to say? Um you know, I've read you guys' stories we've talked about in the past couple of months, the what Zelensky has done since being president, where he's um, taken their, their media, their audio and, and written media, and condensed it into one group. So to have a state-run media, and all outside media, all, you know, okay, like in America, you have Fox and CNN, CB, you know, whatever you have. You got the 20 different news, major news sources. Other, and that's not including the independent news sources, which are tend to be more factual than the main news sources. But nonetheless, they uh, they banned all of that in Ukraine. And you think, well, isn't Ukraine Ukraine a democracy? Is it? Sounds more fascist to me than a democracy, right? Brings up what Castro said 60 years ago. So much in the guise of what we have going on in this country and what the U.S., when we say U.S. reveals claims of Russian kill list, it's not like I'm not saying that, you're not saying that, it's the government, right? So just like in this country, the government tells us A, B, C, D, E, F, G when they're really doing F, E, D, Y, C, you know, whatever, I don't know, I can't say them backwards. <laughs> but uh, the Democratic Party, everything they are blaming Trump and Republicans of doing they're actually doing. So it brings me to to this. And the reason I say this is it's almost like a sense of like, oh yeah, so if Russia invades Ukraine, they, they have a kill list and they're going to start killing Ukrainians. And you think, okay, well that's kind of jacked up. You know, they're going to go in there and they're going to assassinate these uh, Ukrainians, whether they're, uh, you know, politicians, uh or, um, you know, uh, news reporters, or, you know, whatever. Journalists, I guess I should say. <clears throat> Politicians, and so on and so forth. And <laughs> it's interesting in doing research for this. So, I, I mean, it is what it is. So, here, here we go. Prominent American names added to Ukrainian kill list. The pressure mounts to shut down the Mirot Barets database. database. 
So the now infamous Ukrainian kill list, known as, I'm going to stumble over this name because it's obviously Ukrainian, Mirotvrits, Mirotvrits, there you go, uh, which means peacekeeper, has added a number of prominent American names prompting an international press conference, which was held on Wednesday. The press conference, oh, by the way, international press conference, because you guys all heard about this. Surely this, this was all over Fox and CNN and NBC and MSNBC, ABC, CBS. This has been plastered everywhere. We've heard about this, right? No? <laughs> no, we haven't, right? Cool. <laughs> so the press conference, which was hosted online by Executive Intelligence Review magazine yesterday. Oops. Of course I did that. Of course I did that. <laughs> Uh, just released it by the ERI's, EIR's investigative team. Um, I'm not going to play the, the, the thing because I'm sure it's long as shit. So anyway, the main speakers included Scott Ritter, Ray McGovern, former Senator Colonel Richard Black, Diane Assar, and she was a candidate for U.S. Senate, and several other prominent individuals targeted by Ukraine's Center for Countering Disinformation who are demanding congressional action to stop U.S. funding of the hit list. Oh, wait, did I just say U.S. funding of the hit list? <laughs> we'll get to that in a little bit. <laughs> the EIR report states, rapid, decisive international action is required to force the closure of the CCD, which is the Center of Count, uh, for Countering Disinformation, or as we like to call it, we'll just call it this, The Minister of Disinformation. Wait, where have we heard this before? So 1984, the book by George Orwell. Mike, can you see that right there? Can't, can, you, can, you, can you hand it to me there? Oh, come on, Mike, help me out. So here we go, George Orwell, right? If you haven't read it, read it. Uh, we had the same issue a couple months ago in this country with Nina Jankovic, Jankovic or whatever her name is, which, by the way, she speaks fluent Ukraine. Just a little something for you. So anyway, which operates under and answers to Ukrainian National Security and Defense Council. A blacklist issued by the CCD in July of 22, so you're just talking, what, two months ago? Naming more than 70 leading journalists, academics, politicians, military, and other professionals from 22 countries as Kremlin, <laughs> Kremlin propagandist is a hit list posing a grave threat of personal security and those named therein. So essentially, anybody who is not necessarily convinced that what's going on is what it seems. Like, we are being told by any news agency you watch. I, I would almost venture a guess, and oddly enough, it's not surprised that this person's name's on the list too. With the exception of Tucker Carlson, you, uh, no one speaks in opposition of the Ukraine-Russia situation. They either don't say anything about it. Well, really, not many people are saying anything about it lately. But even from the get-go, they didn't talk much. If, if they either were all on board or they weren't on board, they just didn't talk about it. Um, you know, we here at uh, Don't Trade America, I've had my concerns and my questions. And we've talked about the, the killings of different individuals in the Ukraine. And, uh, well... I'll get to all that here in a second. So uh, the EIR further states that it has confirmed that at least five of those fingered by the CCD are included in this list of criminals to be eliminated. Published by the fascist Mirot Boritz gang in Ukraine, 
the Schiller Institute founder and leader, Helga Zepp Lachul, um, Schiller Institute spokesman Harry, um, sorry, Harley Shangler, uh, former CIA officer and anti active anti war activist Ray McGovern, the co founder co founder of veteran uh, intelligent professionals for sanity who has uh, participated in the Schiller Institute's uh, conferences. Former U.N. weapons inspector Scott Ritter and former U.S. Congresswoman and Democratic presidential candidate uh, Tulsi Gabbard. The Marot Boritz list is reported to have accumulated nearly 200,000 names since it was started in, in 2014. And given difficulties in using its searches and others from um, the CD, CD blacklist uh, may also be on the Marot Roritz hit list. So uh, before I read on real quick, you notice the date 2014 where you're thinking, okay, well, that was eight years ago. This Ukraine-Russia thing is new. Even if you go back as far as, what was it, 20, well, 2015? Was it 2015 when they took Crimea, Russia? This is this this whole situation isn't new, okay? Colonel Black, who was wounded in Vietnam, served a total of 32 years in uniform, first as a pilot for the U.S. Marine Corps and later as an attorney for the U.S. Army. He believes that uh, he was added to the list because he publicly stated he was against wars the U.S. is involved in abroad, including the, <laughs> the, the uh, war in Ukraine where the U.S. is funding and supporting neo-Nazi groups such as the Azov Patan, um, right sector and the Swabda. And we've talked about, and especially the Azov um, battalion, this money that we're sending to the Ukraine, we talk about this, billions upon billions of dollars between money and equipment. Where is it going? What are we doing? In the meantime, we've talked about countless um, leaders whether leaders from our country or other countries, and even not even just leaders, not even Congress or senators or uh, <laughs> leaders from other countries that have gone into this deadly war zone of Kiev, you've had actors go over there. Why are these people going? In my life, I've never, okay, simple, just we'll, we'll break it down like this. Iraq, okay? You might have occasionally had a senator, maybe even the president, go to Iraq or Kuwait, and usually it was the outer sectors of these areas. These people are straight up in the middle of the, of the mix, as we are led to believe, the middle of the mix. Why are these people there? Like Chris Blinken was just there the other day. Why? Chris was like, is this another bag drop? So, in essence, there's a lot of people that believe, and a lot of these people are on this list, that believe that this is nothing more than a money, money laundering scheme. Um, which is why you really don't hear a whole hell of a lot about anything, right? This has been going on for, what, six months, five, six months now? So, you know, I believe that the U.S. and U.K. and the European Union have embarked on an imprudent course of action that carries a significant risk of eventually triggering an all-out war. Um, the Department of Homeland Security recently failed 
to establish a center for countering disinformation in the U.S. Um, because of public outrage following a presentation by Nina Jankovic, whom DHS had chosen to head the new agency. So uh, her presentation to the public was so bizarre, Colonel Black said, that Americans simply recoiled at the idea like her censoring their thoughts and ex- expressions. Um, so let's see. So you have, you have those Americans on this list. Um, so uh, let, me, let me find what I'm looking for. Okay, so I'm going to get past Colonel Black here. So some people targeted by the Ukrainian CCD whose personal information has been made public on the Mirot Veritz database have already been killed and referred to as liquidated on the website. One of the latest victims was Daria Dugina, a Russian journalist who was killed in a car bomb explosion in Moscow. Russian investigators believe that the bomb was remotely detonated by an undercover Ukrainian operative who rented a room in the building where Daria was living and surveilled her from there. Um, you know, and, and the Muratovits have included hundreds of children whose crime was posting pro-Russian sentiments on social media, thus making them info-terrorist in the Ukraine. So, not to skip over Daria um, Dugina. Now, who is this? Now, if you recall, this just happened a couple of weeks ago. I think it was August 20th, if I'm not mistaken, oddly enough, my birthday. Uh, happy birthday, by the way, to me. <laughs> she is the daughter of um, Putin's... I, see, he's some uh, he's some sort of general to Putin. I mean, he's not general in the army, but he he reports to Putin. Putin listens to him. He's like a kind of like a right hand man type thing. So you also have um, any pretty much anyone in America that has any kind of a push. So like Scott Ritter, he was a United States Marine Corps intelligence officer. He was a chief weapons inspector in Iraq until his resignation in '98 when he began speaking out against foreign policy. Well, why is that, you think? That was probably because they weren't finding the stuff that they were said they were supposed to be finding in Iraq in order to push the war. Um, he says, I am as patriotic, patriotic as it gets. Challenge my patriotism, you challenge me personally. Ritter said he was heavily criticized by the U.S. government, media, and just about everyone for daring to question the official narrative about Iraqi weapons of mass destructions. I was called Saddam's shill, Ritter said, I was called much worse than that, and yet my voice was never silenced. I am proud of the fact that I not only continue to speak out, but more importantly, I think history has shown that everything I said was correct. And, and I mean, think about it. When you're of one voice and you're speaking out against the official narrative, you're going to be blackballed. You had someone like Scott Ritter, who is a senior intelligence agency a agent doing what the government told him to do is go in there and find weapons of mass destruction he's like there are none what are we doing here this isn't right and <laughs> a lot of people ask the question what was that all about what was what was that part of the iraqi now initially desert storm i can understand they were invading kuwait we don't really know all the details there. Uh, you know, we were sent in there to eradicate the Iraqis from Kuwait, and that should have been the end of it. 
but it wasn't. It was really the beginning. I think once America discovered what was really going on and what was there to be had is why we invaded Iraq. Um, to get into a whole other story of the weapons of mass destructions, if you believe in the Bible, a lot of the Bible states that the world will, will end where the world began. Now, some believe that that area is between the Euphrates and the Tigris River, which runs through Iraq. Story for another day, show for another day. <clears throat> but nonetheless, if uh, Ritter believes that if more people had listened to what he had to say sooner, the war in Iraq might have been averted, sparing millions of Iraqis who was killed or displaced, as well as the lives of thousands of American servicemen who died there and tens of thousands who were wounded. But he uh, also says, airing much contrarian opinions today under Ukraine's info-terrorism policies would just get him criticized, would not just get him criticized, but killed. And that's essentially where we're at. So anybody, now I just told you those lists. There's also Colonel, uh, Colonel Douglas McGregor who is on that list. So if, you've, if you are of any consequence, I mean, the, <laughs> I'll be honest with you, the only reason this show, as far as I know, now I, I have found the list, uh, I'm not going to, pretend that I don't know what the list looks like. The problem is, is I do not read uh, Russian or Ukrainian or whatever this is. Um, I very well, I guess, could be on the list. But I would assume because we're not that big in reaching out, that's probably why. But so you have to ask the question, you know, here's another article. Now, I'll, I'll say this about that. With the exception of the BBC article, which said the Russian kill list, the uh everything else is is off of um is you know is off of um online publications uh substacks and and different things like that so you know take it take it for what it's worth and the reason i say that is this nobody i'm telling you when i say nobody if you guys go on go on google and, and google go on google and google Ukrainian kill list. You won't see shit. Go on Duck Duck and do it. And maybe search it uh, Ukrainian kill list uh, news media and see what pops up. You might run across a video of Tucker Carlson talking to Colonel uh, Douglas McGregor about it. Um, and that's it. No, no other mainstream media of any sort. Newsmax. I, I might even say right wing because whatever. Fox, Newsmax, OAN, CNN, MSNBC, no one. No one is talking about this. Why? Could it be that this kill list is, is real? Could it be that these people are afraid? Okay. Um, <clears throat> so you have to ask, you know, why is the Western media? And I, and I say Western media. And we're not just talking about American. That's anything in Europe. <laughs> there, no one's talking about this. And if the if the words "kill list" come up in any kind of line of talk, it's Putin's kill list or Russians' kill list, and that's not true. And think back to the last six months of this whole Russia Ukrainian situation, and you'll see that um, you'll see different situations. So there was a a hotel or an apartment building that was bombed. 
uh, out. Uh, it wasn't in Kiev. It was, I can't think of the name of the town, but nonetheless, and it was housing a bunch of media. And of course, it was blamed on Russia. Russia did that. Well, there was reports that had come out that it was the that that it was the Azov battalion that did it. Oh no 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 no! It was Russia. Well, was it? Now now that these kill lists are becoming more apparent, and then you see something like that happen, where journalists died or got severely injured, and then the ones that did die are quote unquote liquidated. You had the the daughter of the Russian, whatever he was, killed. Her name pops up on the list as liquidated. Of course, it was wrote off as, oh, well, they were probably trying to kill the dad. Were they? Maybe they killed who they were trying to kill. I even stumbled upon the question of, I for the life of me, I can't think of the, the name of the uh, Fox reporter. Let me see if I, can, if I can find it real quick. Let's see, Fox report reporter hurt in ukraine let's see I, I cannot remember his name off the top of my head um why does my phone get dark like that come on who was that benjamin hall so you know now you know he, he lost body parts i mean he's still alive i don't mean to chuckle like that but this is someone who was reporting on the ground in the Ukraine, and he was in different parts of the Ukraine reporting. And there was times when I would watch him on Fox, on different programs on Fox, where he would say, it's not like they're saying it is. It's not like this, and it's not like that. And then this happens. He's at the hotel, they get, or at a hotel, not the same one, but at a hotel that gets bombed, and he's severely injured, lost body parts. He's you know, was on the verge of death. Was he a target? So, um, the Mirotvaritz <laughs> death list is an issue trending in independent and Russian media, but not in the mainstream international press. Um, so, this is from an article from uh, Eva Bartlett. Now, obviously, she is on the list also. She is a Canadian independent jur journalist. She spent years on the ground covering conflict zones in the Middle East, especially Syria and Palestine. And uh, so this week, a number of international and Russian journalists convened in Moscow with more joining by a video link to discuss the now infamous Ukrainian kill list. Many of them are included themselves. While some don't take it seriously, the horrific car bombing of Daria Dugina on August 20th, like I said, and um, the sub subsequent marking on her Mirotvaritz entry as liquidated makes it fairly clear that people behind the list do, in fact, want people dead so it's interesting <laughs> so she she goes on to write what it feels like to be on the list the head of the foundation of the battle and justice mira tarada who convened the panel noted that of the thousand names entered on the site 341 are journalists and shockingly 327 are minors so now these are minors these are kids that live in ukraine that probably live in a part of ukraine that maybe their parents themselves whatever are pro-Russian, if they're in the Donbass region, Crimea, those areas are, even though technically in the Ukraine, are predominantly Russian, Russian-speaking, Russian heritage. This area was Russia up until the late 90s. Okay, so 
that's not that long ago. You think, late 90s, that was 30 years ago. No, it was 25 years ago. And even so, that's not that long ago. Like, if I was living in the Donbass region right now, or, or, you know, whatever, 25 years ago, I was in my 20s, right? I wasn't a baby. I wasn't not born yet. So technically, when I was born, I was born Russian. So even though now I live in that same area, I'm still what I would consider Russian. You understand how this works? So when you have people like that, it, much like in the sense of how this country was formed. So you had parts of this country back in the you know early 1800s as the country grew that were predominantly uh, Mexican or Indian or whatever the case may be. Or you had areas of this country that were settled by the French or the Spaniards. And that's what they believed they were and that's what they believed that area was. But as things happened... You, you understand what I'm saying? So they might those people might have still felt French or felt Spanish or whatever the case may be. Um, we we've heard stories in this country of how bad the Indians were and they were they were savages and they were killers and they were were they or were they just protectors of their land that they felt was theirs? And once again, probably a show for another day. As I've learned, as in doing this show, I've learned so much about what our government has done to. To people, now you can sit here and say, as a patriot, that's what, that's what happens. You take over land, you do this, you do that. Okay, I get it, but don't dismiss what we did as a country to make this country what it is today, and blame the other people for being savages, when realistically they were trying to protect what was theirs. They just weren't as good at it as the Americans were at the time. So, um. So I guess you know I, I guess in essence it's safe to say you have over a thousand names on this list. There's a chunk of these people that are already dead. A lot of these people are journalists. A lot of these people are just regular citizens. Um, a lot of these people, and I talked about this on one of the shows I did, where we talked about um, mayors of different cities drug out of their homes. They weren't drug out of their homes by Russians. They were drug out of their homes by Ukrainian soldiers. Why? Because they were speaking out against the Ukrainian government, or they were allowing the Russians safe passage through their city, whatever the case may be. This, this thing that's going on in Ukraine isn't what it seems. And it's very, it's very interesting that we are being sold a bill of goods and you see people and they have the Ukrainian flag in their profile pics whether it's on Facebook or Twitter or whatever and um, it really isn't what it is what it seems the interesting thing is this we talk about the Ukrainian kill list and this kill list is being um, obviously taken out by the CCD or whatever the the disinformation count the center for Countering Disinformation, which is a part of the Ukrainian National Security and Defense Council. So, this um, this list, we think of it, okay, this is Zelensky and his people doing this. Okay, yeah, but who's funding this list? 
we are. So this this list from the uh, Marut Varets website is <laughs> interestingly enough has um, a couple of different addresses on it. One of which is Langley, Virginia. So what's in Langley, Virginia, right? The CIA. Um, this, this thing is also being labeled the global NATO orders a hit on advocates of peace. And that's part of this list. So you have, like, I, I read the names. I, I can't read all the names. Cause like I said, the majority of this, um, the majority of this list is in, is in Russian. So it's very hard to, um, to read it. You know, because Bob isn't Bob in, in Ukrainian. Um, but if if the billions of dollars that we're sending to this country um, are in essence to fund this kill list, and then it's almost like this kill list is being done, and then they turn around and want to blame Russia. Now, I've been saying this since all this crap started. I'm not sitting here saying the things I'm saying, saying Putin's a great guy. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that what's going on over there is right. And there's many different, there's much speculation as to why these things are going on over there. Is, Is Russia trying to help these regions so uh, let's put it this way. If there's a civil war going on in Ukraine that we don't know about. So why? what are you talking about, Don? Civil war? There's no civil war. We haven't heard about that. Okay, we, we haven't heard about this Ukrainian kill list either. Doesn't mean it's not happening. We have heard about civil unrest in the Donbass region that's been going on for years. We've heard about civil unrest that was going on in Crimea for years. So... Let's just say, for the sake of argument, that the what's going on in Ukraine prior to the Russian invasion was a civil war. Let's call it what it is. Let's not call it civil unrest or whatever. Let's call it what it is. Let's call it a civil war. And... <clears throat> Let's say that these areas have leaders of some sort, whether they're mayors or whatever. And those people, in turn, called Russia. Hey, we need some help because we're tired of being Ukrainian. We want to be Russian. And we're trying to fight for our freedom. Yada, yada, yada. Russia comes in. Because let's let's be serious about this. (laughs) We want to sit here and listen to the news media say that Ukraine was uh, is fighting for their freedom and fighting for this. And look at they're taking out all these Russian people and they're doing all this and they're doing all that. I mean, with the actions of this list and the stuff that's going on in this country, who's to say that Zelensky and his people aren't any better than the freaking uh, Taliban? Um, you could say, well, maybe he's doing this to keep his country together. Okay. Well, it's been said many a times if, that there are people in Ukraine that want peace. They don't want to fight. And the the bulk of the country isn't even at war. It's these regions. So 
I could sit here in Florida and say, this is crazy. Uh, Zelensky should just, you know, sign a, a peace agreement with Putin and, and lose that land and peace will come. Okay, that's easy for me to say. But I guess you could also ask the question, what if that was here? What if China was in California? I'd say take it. No. <laughs> but you know what I'm saying. I, I understand the opposite argument. But you're also talking about a country, Ukraine, that forever it was Russia up until the last 25 years. So it's it'd be essentially like when America did what it did. And, uh, or I should say, when England came to, to this area and started taking this country, and then the, the, you know, the patriots of this country said, no, we want to be our own country. But what those patriots, once we got our freedom from England, what we did wasn't any better than what England had done. We conquered the rest of this country like it was ours for the taking. So I guess in, well... In the early 1800s, if you had uprisings of, uh, well, you did, I guess, right? Spanish-American War. War of 1812, you had these situations where you had countries say, that's our land. No, 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 that's our land. No, 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 that's our land. So it's, it's a similar situation. So are we funding these hit lists? Okay, so let's just assume for a second that this Ukrainian hit list had nothing more than Russian people on it. We've got Putin, and we got Putin's first in charge, and second in charge, and third in charge. Blah, 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 blah. You have these people on the Ukrainian hit list. You could kind of be like, okay, I get it. It'd be no different than us having a FBI's most wanted list, essentially, right? Or a terror. You know, we have terrorist most wanted list. We, you know, you, you understand what I'm saying? It's really no different. The problem here isn't that he has a kill list. The problem is, is who's on the kill list. If you have, and, you, and let's say you didn't call it a kill list. Let's say you called it a most wanted list. And on this list, you have people from Russia or Russian sympathizers. You kind of understand that. But these people aren't even seen on trial. They're being killed. They're being car bombed. They're being bombed in a hotel. And then not only that, not only are you doing it that way, you're doing it in such a way so you can blame your enemy when it's really you doing it. If you just went in there and arrested these people for treason, if you just went to this Daria and arrested her, if you went to uh, these different Russian people or different uh, Ukrainian citizens and arrested them, these mayors and so on and so forth, and arrested them under the guise of treason against your country, you might have a little more of a leg to stand on, but instead you're literally killing these people. You have a website that once this person is dead, they get marked liquidated, not captured, not under arrest, not whatever. And then furthermore, you have American citizens on this list. And then the part that really gets you isn't that this list even exists. It's who's funding the list, who's helping facilitate this list and the actions of it. It's us. It's this country. It's not us. It's not me and you. It's our government. It's and, and it's our senators. It's our congressmen. It's these people that are sending money willy-nilly, signing off on these bills 
And I'm not saying Democrat. I'm not saying this is all Joe Biden. <laughs> There's plenty of Republicans signing their names to these pieces of paper. There's plenty of American, or I'm sorry, uh, Republican senators and Congress people that are going over there also. I'm not saying this is a, a, a Joe Biden situation. I think a lot of it has to do with Biden, and I think a lot of it is a cover to help Biden's family and everything that happened with, with uh, Hunter. But you have Republican politicians going over there too. So, and I, there's no such thing. These <laughs> Lindsey Graham, these people aren't Republicans. They are not here for us. Not that I would ever say to vote out a Republican, but we've got to get rid of these uniparty fucking hacks, these people, the, the McConnells, the, the uh, Lindsey Graham, and so on and so forth. I just, those are two of the bigger names. These people aren't there for us. They're there for them. And um, unless we fix things, this country is going to follow suit with what's going on in Ukraine. We can sit here and say that would never happen in America. It's happening. Look at the beginning of Zelensky's uh, role as president. His, the beginning of him becoming president. Look at the things he did in that country. It's coming here. We've got to fix things. And when you vote, please. I mean, I know Chris, if he listens to this, he's going to say, voting's crap, voting's fake, everything's rigged, blah, blah, blah. And I'm not saying he's wrong, but I'm telling you right now, and this is going to circle right back around to civil war. This country is on the brink of something big happening and not big in a good way. And that's all I have for you guys today. So... <laughs> With that being said, don't forget to check out our sponsors, Maker Mark's, Maker's Mark Bourbon, right? Redcon One, told you that at the beginning of the show, and our new sponsor to the show. This is a, this is a good, this is a big deal. This is a big deal to me because <laughs> not that Redcon and Maker's Mark aren't legitimate companies, but this is a, a high-end watchmaker out of Europe, Swiss-made watches designed by Christian Lawson himself. ChristianLawson.com. Check out the watches. Men and women, high-end watches. Um, when checking out, use code DTOM, D-T-O-M, at checkout. You'll get 30% off your total purchase. Guys, Christmas is right around the corner. I know you're thinking Christmas. It's only September. And bro, it's right around the corner. Get something for your wife. Get some for your husband. You know, they're nice watches. I, like I said, I'll have mine here in a, hopefully within this week. And I'll, I'll show you how pretty it is. It'll be a nice, nice watch. I mean, un unfortunately for y'all, uh, mine's free. But <laughs> that's part of the perks of being, a, uh, being part of their uh, sponsorship, right? But nonetheless, check them out. ChristianLawson.com. DTOM. Code DTOM at checkout. Try to make it short and sweet for y'all. 30% off at checkout. Check them out. Also, guys, follow us, please, on the social media platforms, Facebook, TikTok, if you want to learn how to make my fancy drinks, my Elvis Presley, and uh, Instagram at Don't Tread on America, on Twitter at DTOM underscore 1775. And if you want to follow me on the uh, Twitter machine there, it's uh, PCGC underscore 1775. And uh, please, whatever podcast app you're listening to this on, Give us a follow, give us a uh, a liking, 
a thumbs up. Uh, follow the show. Share it with your friends. We're available everywhere podcasts are heard. And uh, don't forget to check us out on the YouTube at Don't Tread on America. I'm going to start doing that again with the help of our new uh, engineer, Mr. Michael J. McGillicuddy. We're all related here. Michael J. McGillicuddy, Christopher J. McGillicuddy, PCGC. Check it out. American flag right here, 9-11. Um, and don't forget also 9-11. We talk about 9-11 and when you when we talk about 9/11 it's always the twin towers it's the the stuff that happened in New York and the Pentagon and and uh, up in Pennsylvania there also don't forget 10 years ago we had another tragedy on 9/11 Benghazi we must never forget Benghazi and what happened to that country and those those four people so uh check out the show on Wednesday hopefully I'll have Chris here uh we'll do a 9/11 show if not it'll just be a topical event if we can get past all the queen footage and, and you know, all that crap. Because, um, like I said, once she passed away, I'm like, they're going to start, watch. They're going to start sneaking stuff by you. No one's paying attention. Everyone's focused on the queen and King Charles and so on and so forth. But, you know, who is going to pay attention? It's, it's me. This guy right here. Two thumbs up, pointing at me. This guy. We're going to check it out, and I'll bring you a show on Wednesday. And uh, we'll get to the bottom of things, you guys. Have a great day. It is uh, September 11th, 2022, and I am Don Q. You guys have a great day, and I'll talk to you all later. Peace out.